Orr sat a while, shoulders slumped. He wanted to yell at Haber, liar, why do you lie to me? But the impulse was not a deep one. It led nowhere. For all he knew, Haber was incapable of sincerity because he was lying to himself. He might be compartmenting his mind into two hermetic halves, in one of which he knew that Orr's dreams changed reality and employed them for that purpose, in the other of which he knew that he was using hypnotherapy and dream abreaction to treat a schizoid patient who believed that his dreams changed reality. That Haber could have thus got out of communication with himself was rather hard for Orr to conceive. His own mind was so resistant to such divisions that he was slow to recognize them in others. But he had learned that they existed. He had grown up in a country run by politicians who sent the pilots to man the bombers to kill the babies, to make the world safe for children to grow up in. But that was in the old world now, not in the brave new one. I am cracking, he said. You must see that. You're a psychiatrist. Don't you see that I'm going to pieces? Aliens from outer space attacking Earth. Look, if you ask me to dream again, what will you get? Maybe a totally insane world, the product of an insane mind. Monsters, ghosts, witches, dragons, transformations, all the stuff we carry around in us, all the horrors of childhood, the night fears, the nightmares. How can you keep all that from getting loose? I can't stop it. I'm not in control. Don't worry about control. Freedom is what you're working toward, Haber said gustily. Freedom. Your unconscious mind is not a sink of horror and depravity. That's a Victorian notion and a terrifically destructive one. 